What up? It is I, Isidoro Rodriguez, with another episode of the Loki Theory Podcast. Alright, before we do a breakdown of the next of this event, I'm thinking about changing the way I do the podcast. Basically, I'm thinking about instead of just doing post the fight, so let's say uh, UFC Charlotte, and then I review what happened. I wanna do more like a breakdown of the fights before and after. So like right now, the next event is a UFC in Belay. I think it's head it's headlined by Leo Machida. So I want to do, well, <laughs> that event's kind of boring. But like let's say a UFC two twenty two or whatever, I'll do a breakdown before and then do a post review afterwards. So I'm I'm thinking about doing that. I don't know. But before we talk about the breakdown of the event, uh, I want to talk about some juicy news, man. Stipe versus DC on July 7th, UFC 26. Bro, bro, this is a super fight. Like, super, super fight. Like, champion versus champion. Yo, this, this is going to be bananas. But it, it's it's kind of funny because, like, at the end of uh, 220... At the press conference, DC is like, "Oh well, would would you like to would you like to face uh, Stipe Miocic? Maybe I don't know." And DC is like, well, "I don't know. Uh, uh, I just won the title. Might not want to not want to do this for too long. I don't know. These guys are too big. I don't I don't I don't know." And then like a week later, if you're like, "Oh, headlining headlining the event," and DC and DC is like, "Oh yeah, dream chasing. I'm chasing my dreams." <laughs> to be a card in the summer, so it's, summer cards are always big cards. Which is, um, I think, Cyborg is finally is fighting Amanda Nunes, and TJ is gonna fight Demetrius Johnson for the flyweight championship. With oh, bro, the headline, the headline is bananas, monsters, monsters, monsters. Which is kind of funny, cause like. For it's more of a challenge for DC than it is to Stipe, cause DC mainly cause he got the blessing for uh, by Cain Velasquez. Cain said, "Oh no, I'm gonna help. I want to help my brother uh, achieve achieve and get the the heavyweight title because we don't know when Cain is coming back. Cause Cain apparently has a cage on his fucking spine, so." Could be, could be two years, could be never. So, well, I don't know. DC, DC is at the, almost at the end of his career, so why not chase another bill? But it's very challenging for DC because he's coming up with a guy who's taller, knockout power, and I wouldn't say a better athlete because DC is a very good athlete. But it's a bit weird. It's a bit weird because I don't know what what can DC do because the the punching power is not gonna the it's not like DC is gonna knock him out even though fucking Stipe just took hits from Engano and was able to still take him down. So I think in my opinion it's gonna be who is a better wrestler. Although I believe Stipe can knock DC out, and if he knocks DC out, that's that's. That could be detrimental for DC's career. So that's why I believe it's more challenging for Cormier to go. 
to go up and challenge him. Stipe, on the other hand, I don't know. It's like a super fight. I don't know. He kind of almost, uh, what, clean, clean majority of the division. He, fe- if he beat he beat Verdum. He beat JDS. He beat Ngannou, who was like the dark horse of the division. Who else is there? There's nothing there but Verdum. A rematch with Verdum and, uh, I don't know, yeah, there's, there's nobody there. He beat Alistair, so I don't, probably taking the challenge and, buy, and fighting DC, I think that's his next move. So, yeah. I do believe that DC could win the fight, because DC, we know he could take a punch, he could take punishment, although the stakes are going to be much higher as he's going to fight a Golden Gloves uh, boxing champion and a hell of D. I think he was D1 wrestler in in college. So DC could still take a punch. It'll. I think it will come down who's a better grappler. Because if DC takes him down, DC having the accolades that he has, silver uh, silver Olympic medalist. I feel like I feel like DC. I don't know if he takes the back, which we all know. If DC takes the back, you you're gonna stay there for a while. It might as well be over. But it's a good match. It's a good match. I want to see how it goes. I want to see what answers does um does um the Stipe and DC present to each other. So yeah, I feel like it's gonna be a good fight. Plus, also they're gonna be tough coaches, which is. Might might bring me might cause me for me to watch because I haven't seen the Ultimate Fighter since Cody Garbrandt and T.J. Dillashaw when they had the the one seventy guys the the former dudes that got beat and they came back. But yeah, this might be a good one because like they're both good coach. DC is a good coach. He's I'm pretty sure all of all of his all of his teams gonna have like a good wrestling background. Stipe, Stipe is a heavyweight. He probably could teach a lot of, a lot of motherfuckers like I don't know some good boxing. So I might check that season out. I'm rooting for DC's team to win because DC is so over competitive. So yeah, that's why I believe. The news: Nate Diaz comes out of the war work, and he like kind of disses the entire division of 155. He goes like, "Yo, sick of sitting around." Waiting for you fuckers to do shit. There's no excitement excitement in this fight. Shit, step your games up. I'll see you around May, June. Sincerely, the real champ. Yo. <laughs> that is fucking savage, man. I want to see Nate fight. Honestly, I want to see Nate fight. It's been a while. I think... When was... Uh, was it... Two... Whatever. It, the last fight when you fought with Connor, it was a while ago. Was probably, I don't know, two... Over two years now, or a year and a half, it's it's been a, it's been a while. I want to see Nate fight because Nate got his club by Conor McGregor. Don't get it twisted. A lot of people be like, "Oh no, the Diaz brothers been no 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 no." It was Nick. Nick was the guy, but Nick is not around. So Nate got the opportunity for Conor, beat Conor, and then he became a star. And now like. Nate doesn't want to come back because he's like, oh yeah, I'm coming back, but pay my money, cause Nate, cause Nate is a star now. But like this situation with Connor, Connor is out. One fifth, the Tony and Khabib don't know if they're fighting for the real belt or are they or are they not? 
they like kind of dodging the way i feel like i heard i, I was hearing brendan sharp and brendan sharp said uh that they're like probably dodging they're like fucking tiptoeing they don't want to say that they don't want to state the fact that connor's getting stripped because they know connor's such a star and he he brings so much to the ufc he's the only star that they have now john jones is out ronda rousey is out it's only connor so yeah i don't know a lot of people a lot of people came well not a lot of people but like a couple of people came through and decided to like yo they like challenge nate diaz to a fight one of them was like um eddie alvarez eddie alvarez was like yo dude come through i i i see you champ i see you want to fight come fight and then and then like nate doesn't respond of course but like you'd be like oh no you don't want to fight you say you you say you 209 you say you this and that but you don't want to fight so eddie alvarez wants to fight that i'm like yeah that's a good fight i think they had beef a while ago i think prior to the mcgregor fight but um, that could be a good fight. Eddie's coming off uh, beating Justin Gaethje in like savage, savage manner. Uh, but I'm more interested in Kevin Lee though. Kevin Lee versus Nate Diaz. That's a fight. Because Kevin Lee came out. Kevin Lee didn't pull no punches. And now nah, you nah, be like, no, nah, Nate Diaz doesn't want the smoke. He be talking like, oh, fight you anywhere, anytime, no, no, no. No, you got beat by a 145-pounder being Conor McGregor. We're like, no, 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 you don't want the smoke. You, you be talking shit. And I'm like, ah, okay. Now this is a fight. Now this is a fight that we could push. Nate Diaz versus Kevin Lee. To me, I believe that's the perfect fight. Two guys that talk shit. Two guys that go. Two guys that brawl. Two guys that don't give a fuck. That's, that's the fight I want to see. So that's enough for fight news. Let's do the breakdown of uh, UFC Charlotte, North Carolina. But yeah, uh, I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm not. I didn't care about the prelims. I know there were good fights. I know there was like I think two, two finishes. But I just nah, I just don't didn't really care for the preliminaries. So I'm just gonna talk about the four fights that I really enjoyed. I really paid attention, which are the four main in the main card. So. Let's start with Drew Dober, Drew Dober versus uh, Frank Camacho. Now this is a good fight. Uh, in round one, I knew this is gonna be a good fight from the get go because in, in the beginning of the fight they already go, uh, they are at each other in the pockets, exchanging strikes, dodging, blocking, and counters and counters upon counters. That was good. Camacho, I think uh, um, Dominic Cruz was saying that he trained with him. And he had the judo background, which we got to see in the fight as he was able to take take uh, Drew Dober uh, down very, very easily. In a very unusual manner that you don't see. Like, he was using, like, uh, trips, like uh, Ashibarai, where, like, you just, you just uh, move your opponent's uh, body and you trip them using your leg. That was that was very interesting. Like Drew Dober could do nothing about it. It was like any time Camacho wanted to take him down, he would do it. But though to Dober's credit, he did have some really good jujitsu as he was as he was able to um, not allow not allow to not allow uh, Camacho to get any like advantageous positions such as like he stopped him from getting him out a couple of times. Uh, was able to get out. Was able to get up uh, multiple times every time he was taken down. So, yeah, that was a good fight. Um, Striking-wise, Camacho, both of them were solid. 
both of them were solid in round one. Camacho was pressuring Dober a lot in the fight. In the beginning, in the first round, he was pressuring him a lot, exchanging strikes, uh, was able to land a couple, a couple of good uppercuts to the body, uh, takedowns, but yeah, a lot of pressure in the first round. Good end of the first round, Camacho takes Dober down, but as Dober tries to get back up, he gets tagged and like slips, which still counts as a knockdown. But yeah, Camacho takes first round. Second round, this is where things start to get interesting. Dober tries to take Camacho down, but Camacho uses his strength and still ends up on top. He tries to secure mounts or tries to secure mount. But Dober displays very good Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and is not able, doesn't allow Camacho to get any type of any type of guard. He doesn't all doesn't allow him to get no any type of mount. I mean, doesn't allow him to get side mount. Doesn't allow him to get mount. Very good display of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu by Dober. As they get up, this is where you start to see that Camacho got is gets is getting fatigued. He start. He gets tired. Gets a bit sluggish, and this is where Dober starts to tag him. Well, tag him and tags him often by the cage. Camacho is very slow, very sluggish. Still, he's still striking, still exchanging with Dober, but it's not as crisp as it was in the first round. Probably also, probably possibly all of that energy that he got, that he was, that he used, taking, uh, trying to take Dober down. But Dober is also a bit tired, but not as tired as Camacho. He's still crisp, and we got to see that because Camacho gets gets really exhausted, and then Dober starts to put on a combo. He starts like tagging him very, very well. At the end of round two, this is where it gets good because it turns into a scrap. Both of them exchanging, both of them strike for strike, dodging counters, counters on counters. Man, this is this is where it gets good, and then it's the end of the the second round. I would say. Um, in my opinion, Dober took the second round. Three goes a bit similar of the mid of the second round because uh, Camacho comes out. He's still a bit slow. Dober's Dober is tired as well, but he's a bit sharper. He's still sharper and he's able to tag Camacho quite often. But then he tries to take then he tries to take Camacho down. Camacho stuffs the takedown and stuff and gets a takedown of his own, but via judo trip. They scrap, they scrap again, and then they go, and then uh, round three is over. They go the distance. Dober Dober gets the win. I really enjoyed this fight, though. I really enjoyed this fight. Uh, they were welterweights. Uh, not not originally though. They were 155. That both went to welterweight. Maybe that that maybe that's why they got tired in the in the in the second round, as in their bodies couldn't hold the weight, as in. Cause they're not natural 170s, but I don't know, but I don't know that was a good fight. I, I'm a, I became a fan of those guys, and I like this Drew Dober dude. I really like this Camacho guy as well. So, yeah, good fight. I'm a fan of them. So hopes that they get good fights along their career, and I'm gonna keep watching, breaking out their fights on the podcast. I want to talk about the next fight. The next fight. I possibly to me might be the makings of a star, even though well, dude, the opponent was whatever. It was a uh, uh, Rinaldi. I forget his first name now. His name, his first name, excuse me, Rinaldi versus Gregor Gillespie.
And this was a very quick, quick, but very, very good fight, in my opinion. Uh, they start off very even in the striking. With the striking, they're very even. Both getting in, both dodging, countering. But Gregor Gillespie, which is the guy I want you to pay attention to, coming on the undefeated, currently is 11-0 as he won the fight. He takes, he, he, he goes like, enough of this, takes Ronaldo down, tries to establish mount, doesn't get it, adjusts, adjusts, goes to side control, gets side control. Um, Ronaldo is trying his best to defend. Gregor, Gregor waits a bit, gets the mount. As soon as he gets the mount, pressures, 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 pressures immediately. Ronaldo's like, nah, 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 this is serious. He tries to, I think he tried to do like um, an arm triangle, but it didn't work. It wasn't working because Ronaldo was, was uh, to his credit, brown belt at BJJ. It didn't allow. But he, he, he gives him his back. As soon as he gives him his back, Gregor starts putting in work. Pressure, 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 pressure. Gets the mount again. He would, there was this time where he would transition into mount into to and get the back a lot. He did that. He did that often in this fight. But the the ending of the fight is when he got he got he got Ronaldo's back, flattened him. He was completely flattened on the floor and just started striking. And there was nothing that Ronaldo could do. He, that, that it it was over. It was over. The fight was over. And uh, Gregor improves to 11-0. I believe, I believe, because I was watching the uh, Road to the Octagon, and I saw, when I saw Gregor, Gregor Gillespie, or Gillespie, I don't know the fuck is, how you say his name, when I saw him, I was like, this guy, this guy looks like he's, go, he's about to be something. This guy, this guy could be a motherfucker at 155. I I really like that fight because I got to know who this Gregor Gillespie dude is. Very good wrestler. Has also has power in his hands. Coming off, I think, a, of a knockout win. I guess some dude. This guy, I I'm gonna I'm gonna pay attention. I think everybody should pay attention to this Gregor guy. Very nice guy at the end though. He was like, yo, <laughs> he was like, oh yeah, because they started booing him because Ronaldo was was from uh, was from Charlotte. Oh, and they started booing him when he won. He was like, oh, no, no, I know, I respect that you're booing me right now because uh, you're cheering for your woman. That's cool, man. And then they tried to capitalize. Ah, I know North Carolina has some good fishing. And then the crowd was like, Woo! They started booing him. They just changed. Well, like that, a lot of fighters did that, actually. When when their fighter, when the fighter from, from, from their hometown lost, they would boo, and then they would say something about North Carolina. They'd be like, Woo! <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna. We should pay attention to this Gregor guy. He might be some at 155. I want to talk about the next fight. The next fight, I possibly to me might be the makings of a star. Even though, well, the the opponent was whatever. It was a uh, uh, Ronaldo. I forget his first name now. His name, his first name, excuse me. Ronaldo versus Gregor Gillespie. And this was a very quick, quick, but very, very good fight, in my opinion. Uh, they start off very even in the striking, 
with the striking, they're very even, both getting in, both dodging, countering. But Gregor Gillespie, which is the guy I want you to pay attention to, coming on the undefeated, currently is 11-0 as he won the fight. He takes, he, he, he goes like, enough of this, takes Ronaldo down, tries to establish mount, doesn't get it, adjusts, adjusts, goes to side control, gets side control. Um, Ronaldo is trying his best to defend. Gregor, Gregor waits a bit, gets the mount. As soon as he gets the mount, pressures, 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 pressures immediately. Ronaldo's like, nah, 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 this is serious. He tries to, I think he tried to do like um, an arm triangle, but it didn't work. It wasn't working because Ronaldo was, was uh, to his credit, brown belt at BJJ. It didn't allow. But he, he, he gives him his back. As soon as he gives him his back, Gregor starts putting in work. Pressure, 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 pressure. Gets the mount again. He would, there was this time where he would transition into mount into to and get the back a lot. He did that. He did that often in this fight. But the the ending of the fight is when he got he got he got Ronaldo's back, flattened him. He was completely flattened on the floor and just started striking. And there was nothing that Ronaldo could do. He that, that it it was over. It was over. The fight was over. And uh, Gregor improves to 11-0. I believe, I believe, because I was watching the uh, Road to the Octagon, and I saw, when I saw Gregor, Gregor Gillespie, or Gillespie, I don't know the fuck is, how you say his name, when I saw him, I was like, this guy, this guy looks like he's go, he's about to be something. This guy, this guy could be a motherfucker at 155. I I really like that fight because I got to know who this Gregor Gillespie dude is. Very good wrestler. Has also has power in his hands. Coming off, I think, a, of a knockout win. I guess some dude. This guy, I I'm gonna I'm gonna pay attention. I think everybody should pay attention to this Gregor guy. Very nice guy at the end though. He was like, yo, <laughs> he was like, oh yeah, because they started booing him because Rinaldi was was from uh, was from Charlotte. Oh, and they started booing him when he won. He was like, oh, no, no, I know, I respect that you're booing me right now because uh, you're cheering for your boy, but that's cool, man. And then they tried to capitalize, ah, I know North Carolina has some good fishing. And then the crowd was like, Woo! They started booing him, they just changed. Well, like that, a lot of fighters did that, actually. When when their fighter, when the fighter from, from, from their hometown lost, they would boo, and then they would say something about North Carolina. They'd be like, Woo! North Carolina, <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna. We should pay attention to this Gregor guy. He might be some at 155. We move on to the co-main and the main event. I'm not gonna really talk too, too, too much about it, as is, as it was not. It was not like a lot to talk about. Like we go to the co-main event. It was a uh, Dennis Bermudez versus Andre, Andre Feely. Uh, Andre Feely's coming off uh, win loss. Win loss. His last win was was against uh, Arsene Lobov, which he won. I think he won the decision or a TKO. I think it was a TKO win or whatever. Uh, Dennis Bermudez coming off of two two losses from uh, one from a knockout punch from the Korean Zombie and another one 
another loss to uh, Darren Elkins, the American Zombie, as I like to call him, or his real name is The Damage, but I like to, I prefer American Zombie. It suits him better. But yeah, he's coming off for of two losses. Fight was mainly, um, fight was mainly. Uh, Andre Fila was able to keep a distance as he had like a, I think it would, I had the big reach advantage over Dennis. He was taller. He was he was lankier. So he, his jab was his jab was very good throughout the fight. Uh, Dennis Ramirez was able to kick his leg a lot, which kind of slowed Andre uh, put uh, Andre on notice because he was being kicked leg kicks. Uh, Dennis was very successful with the leg kicks, but yeah. But on the other hand, Andre was able to take down. Dennis Bermudez at will, which is funny because Dennis is the Dennis is the wrestler in this fight, and he still got taken down by um, Andre Feely. Props to props to his camp though, because he comes from Team Alpha Male, and I've been saying Team Alpha Male is kind of an underrated camp right now. Very good fighters, very good training. Wrestling is, I think, is fed upon the fighters. So, no, no wonder Andre Feely's wrestling was very good, and he was able to take down Dennis Bermudez at will throughout the fight. But yeah, good fight, good fight. Andre Feely gets the split decision win. Now, on to the main event, which was the rematch between Derek Brunson and uh, Ronaldo Jacare Souza. Now, I saw, I went and saw the first fight. The first fight at Strike Force back in 2012 or 2008. I think somewhere around that time. I think it was 2008 or whatever. But yeah, I saw the fight, which basically is just they go and then they just sizing each other up. And then uh, Derek Brunson just runs, just literally sprints, doing one twos, one twos, one twos uh, towards Jacare. While his chin is in the air, and Jacare tags him with a with a counter right, and he goes down. Now you watching this fight. If you watch this fight, it's is literally not identical, not identical, not the same. But you get you get you still have you still see that Derek made the same mistakes as in the, in the in the in the first fight, as in the beginning of the first round. Now Derek is more is Derek is more composed. He's he's not he's not as wild. He's not he's still explosive, but he's not as wild. He's a bit composed. He's a bit patient. He the start the start of the round, uh, Jacare puts on the pressure a little bit. Takes center of the cage. Uh, Derek is just just going around, just doing one twos. Just he he goes on the explosive for a little bit. He, instead of doing like four combinations, he does like a one two, a one two hook. The, every every so often, he doesn't do it too much, too much. You see, you see, you see, Jacare Jacare is doing a lot of body kicks, and for for a bit, Derek is is dodging, is able to block a couple of body kicks where he puts his uh, left hand. By his head, and he blocks with his right hand across his body. But you can see there's a setup, as I'm going to explain later, further on. He keeps on kicking him in the body, and then this is where Derek starts to like come in, just what, just one, two, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, three. Keeps on doing, and his chin is in the air. There's this moment where he's about he 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 explodes on Jacare. Jacare tags him with a counter, 
and like <laughs> like it's identical to the first fight uh Derek Bronson just trips he gets tagged gets rocked a little bit um it was not a it was not a knock it was a knockdown literally he just goes on his knees gets back up like nothing happened <laughs> and then they go they score off again Jacare does a, f- a head kick from the fucking gods uh mind you Derek blocks the kick not properly cuz he only has one hand cuz since uh Jacare was setting up the kicks the body the kicks with a body kick and he was going to go upstairs in a bit. As soon as he goes upstairs, Derek still has the same guard, the same the same guard to block the kick, which is the the right the right arm across across his body to his left and his, his left hand by his head. So as soon as he gets the kick, it just literally shatters to his block, shatters to his guard and fucking Derek Brunson just goes on the floor. Just goes on the floor, sl- slides to the to the end of the cage, gets back up, and is st- trying to get back up. Jacare, instead of running, instead of running to finish the fight, Jacare walks like fucking Terminator, dude. He walks to Derek Brunson, quick, wo- quick one overhand, bang, another hook, bang, just two, 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 two punch combinations. Derek Brunson's wobbled; he can barely stand up. Cause Jacare is on him, and um, Dan Mergliato just fit, just just stops the fight, and it's over, and it's over, and it was like very similar in the first round, very not not the same, but like like everybody was thinking, oh, cause I saw the the I was watching the Road to the Road to the Octagon, which is like kind of like countdown, but for like UFC fight nights. Uh, everybody was saying, "Oh no, Derek Brunson is better. He's he's more composed. He's more. He got better with the striking, which is like, nah, man. No, he wasn't. He was still doing the same mistakes. He was still blitzing in with his chin in the air, and he got got. To Derek Brunson's credit, he did get better. He was not. He's not. He's not as fresh. But the problem is, he still makes the same mistakes. He's coming off. He's coming off of like two wins, but." Uh, against uh, a grandpa called Daniel Kelly, and Lyoto Machida, and Lyoto Machida is coming off a two-year suspension from from USADA, so he, he's not really coming off with like very very credible wins to fight Jacare. Jacare, although both of them were knocked out by the current middleweight champion Robert Whitaker, which is funny because in the Robert Whitaker fight. <laughs> Derek Brunson still makes the same mistake as he did in the uh, uh, as he did in this fight and the and the first fight in 2008. So when people be like, "Oh yeah, Derek Brunson got better," yeah, he did get better because you suppose, but you're still making the same mistakes. So yeah, man, I don't know what's next for Derek Brunson. Uh, maybe some guy, maybe I don't know. Uh, Michael Bisping would be a good fight. Although I hear Michael Bisping is gonna fight. Um, Rashad Evans as his last fight, which is uh, why why I mean Rashad. I really like I really hate when legends of the sport keep on fighting when their skills are not together like they used to be, because because cause the same old man that Derek Brunson beat that guy beat Rashad Evans, 
And you, you think of Rashad Evans, this is the guy, light heavyweight champ, legend, fucking beast of a man. And he's like, barely could do a combination right now. Which I feel for it. I really respect Rashad. But like, I don't know, that could be a fight. That could be a fight that could like kind of stain the careers of both of them. Because if Rashad loses, then I don't know why you're fighting still. But Biffing loses, it's like, yo, son, you like... <laughs> You you lost the belt and then you just went on a, on a spiral, but yeah I don't know I want to see what's gonna happen what's gonna happen on that fight I'll do a breakdown of of the fight in the podcast, but yeah as far as um Jacare I feel Jacare should fight either I think he should fight Chris Weidman that could be that could be a good fight that'd be a good fight actually I was and then either fight. Either fight Chris Wyman or you could sit around, chill for a bit, uh, and challenge Luke Rockhold because they fought. They fought at Strike Force and Luke beat him, which I think it was a very close decision, and beat him for the middleweight title at Strike Force. That could be a fight that they could sell for 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 in the future. Him versus Luke Rockhold if he wins against uh, Yo Romero. And also, we don't know when uh, when Robert Whitaker is coming back. I've been hearing that he got like some really bad staph infection somewhere. So we don't know. So we don't know if they're gonna fight for the real belt. If that belt is gonna become the undisputed title. So we'll wait. We'll wait. Man, that's been another episode of the Low Kick Theory podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell another friend to tell another friend to come fuck with this episode. And yeah. Uh, as I said, I was gonna probably gonna change the way I do the podcast right now. I might do breakdowns of fights and events uh, before and do a review afterwards. I'm not gonna do it for the next event because it's gonna be like Lyoto Machida headlining, and uh, I took a took a glimpse of the card. Didn't really didn't really look like breakdown worthy, but I might do a breakdown of UFC 221 that's coming up. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that. All right, I'm out.